Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Susanna Constantine and this is my wardrobe malfunction with a difference. The place where I talk to a special guest each week about their relationship with clothes. When lockdown began, we did a load of Zoom video episodes and posted them at mywardmal.com. And now, finally, we're loading them onto our podcast feed. The sound quality is a bit, well, zoomy in places, but we're getting our act together on that front and promise it gets much better in later episodes. Oh, and we're still doing our pyjama party section, of course, the part where you tell me all about your clothing calamities. At the moment, it's on our website, but hopefully back here soon. So please keep your stories coming by emailing help at mywardmail.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and review us effusively. And finally, make sure you follow us at mywardmail on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Right, on to the third of our new episodes. Recorded in April 2020, it's with actor, author and all-round legend Michael Simpkins. I'd never met him before. But he was an absolute joy. So let's grab the handles, open my wardrobe doors, and find out what's inside. Michael Simpkins, actor, legend, stage and screen, everything from EastEnders to The Crown. Um, so lovely to see you. But actually, I can't see you properly. Can you um, put your screen down a bit? So I can't it's see my pleasure, Susanna. Hold your breath. Here we go. What? Oh, yes. You're in black tie. Black tie. Full. I've even got my trousers on in case you think I'm in my box. Stand up quickly. Stand up. Let's see. Oh, my good. And braces. And you've got braces. There we are. Okay, I feel very honoured to be doing an interview with someone who is in, dressed up in black tie. It's the least you deserve, Susanna, the least you deserve. So on a day-to-day basis, what is your comfort blanket? Is there, is there any item or thing that you literally feel like your left leg has been chopped off if it's not with you? Well... When I was a kid, I grew up in a sweet shop in Brighton. Did you really? Uh, You're a Brighton boy. Okay. I am a Brighton boy, yeah. And I'm a Brighton sweet shop boy, which is even better. So I had what was, by all intents and purposes, an idyllic childhood. Uh, and my mum and dad were so busy working in the shop, they couldn't really look after me. So apart from the fact that I had free access to sweets in as much quantity as I could stuff down my throat, I, uh, I was rather left to my own devices, but my mum bought me one item, which uh, I wore for virtually the whole of my childhood. I've got a photo of it. 
I don't know how she acquired this name because I've never heard any other person on the planet ever use this name to describe anything, but she called it my tropal. And I'm going to show you a photo of me in it now. That's my tropal, which we would call a gilet. It's okay. a sort of quilted little coat that, as you can see from this early cricket shot of me in some sodden park on the outskirts of Brighton. And I wore this little padded thing that my mum always said, make sure, Mikey, you put your tropal on. And therefore, all my life, I've been trying to find an article that would give me the same comfort. And every time I wore it, I knew I would be all right. And of course, then Uniglo happened and we all suddenly went a bit sort of far east in our sort of in our in our clothes preferences. And this is now my version of the, my mum's old tropal. tropal. What you colour know? was your the original tropal? It, it, before it became mud stained and caked with bits of nut brittle and lemon sherbet <laughs> mushrooms yeah. and fried peppermint cream, um, <laughs> you could have fed a family of four on my travel. <laughs> but uh, in the early days, it was a sort of rather fetching turquoise colour, but needless to say, that didn't last very long. It really was the most awful, okay. article, but I loved it. So this is what I wear now. As you know, with all this sort of modern fashion garment, I can just stuff it in a suitcase. It keeps me warm when it's cold. It keeps me cool when it's hot. It weighs nothing. I feel very sophisticated wearing it, and I love it. And this is yeah, I I'm so with you. We we every member of my family has one of those modern day tropals. Well done. All of us. We all have them. I I love them, and they're good value for what they are. But I don't think you should wear black. I'm a bit concerned that you're because you've got amazing blue eyes, which would have really stood out in your turquoise tropal. But I'm not sure black is a good colour for you. What, what colour would you recommend? I'm just writing. Well, it down. I would say you're kind of like a summer. So these slightly brighter, brighter colours. Are you writing this down? Green is very good for me, I'm told, because of my eyes. Are your eyes green or come a bit closer? I can't see. Oh, you've got kind of greeny, you've got very, very strong coloured sort of turquoise eyes. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. People who suit black generally have olive skins, but it's also about, if you've got blue eyes, it's about having the dark rim around your iris, which you don't have. I don't have either. So black washes you out. But anyway, you still love your tropal, your black tropal. I'm just going to get a different coloured tropal. Yeah, okay. Well, I might get you a, a, a tropal from Unigo. I've probably got one lurking about somewhere downstairs. I'd love a tropal by you from Unigo. Yes, I'll get you a tropal. Okay, so that's your comfort blanket. Um, and then, okay, so next, what about an outfit you'd wear on really special occasions? It's your go-to outfit. I'm assuming it's what you're wearing. I'm wearing my go-to outfit. Okay. This is my go-to outfit. Now, the reason is that um, one of the things about being a jobbing actor is that you are always wearing stuff from Oxfam and Cancer Research and All Aboard. And um, most of my clothes are either second-hand or they're from the, the House of Millet. As okay, you know, I know the House of Millet. House of Millet, very well, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's very, very rare that the only time that most jobbing actors get a really decent outfit is when it's made for them or bought for them for a show and they're able to buy it afterwards. So that My, must be period dramas like the Crown. Well, 
yeah, the trouble with period, yeah, the trouble with period dramas is, of course, it looks absolute shite when you wear it in the street. You know, buckled shoes and leggings are lovely in a 17th century drama. You don't want to try them down West Hampstead. Mm -hmm. no. no. So, um, therefore, and the other thing is that because in my career I played a lot of what are called rather stolid types, like unsuspecting husbands and people who wear socks with sandals and do a lot of gardening and uh it means that even if i can buy the items after this show is over they're usually, <laughs> they usually they usually like you don't want them terrible dad in them yeah so then we come to stephen sondheim's company uh not the recent production in the west end but the one before that that was directed by sam mendes and starred adrian lester and sophie thompson mm -hmm. and lovely late sheila kish and i'm playing paul the jewish uh, groom who has to sing Not Mar Getting Married Today and mm -hmm. Mark Thompson is the designer who's the most wonderful fashionable hip designer and he buys me this he they make me this tux uh, you can see a clip of me with Sophie Thompson with me wearing my tux then when I had to get married for real for my wedding day, which was nearly 15 years later. Okay, put, lift the photo up a bit. Oh, how long ago was that? That was in 2001. So that's to my wife, Julia Deakin, who's just slipped a cup of tea. And, uh, and that's good. And, uh, and then, uh, after that, I then, I've also worn it every time I have to feel special. And the best thing about it all is that I can still get into it. How about That's that? what I was going to say. That's amazing. And you know why it is particularly beautiful, I think, that tux, is because it's just got one button. And for, you don't have a little gut growing. Um, so you're okay. You look like you're very fit and slim. But for men who do have a bit of a gut, one button is the best. It is beautiful. It's beautiful, and I love the, the um, cowl lapel. So it's just a, it's a smooth lapel that goes around you. And do you tie your own bow tie? No, um, I'm going to name drop a bit here now. Um, the person who taught me to tie my own bow tie was John Malkovich. I did a play with him in the West End. I couldn't tie my own yeah. bow tie. He said, I'm, I think you need to tie your own bow tie. I don't think you should have a pre-tied one. So I'm going to help you to learn how to tie it. <laughs> and uh, he did. And I can tie my own bow tie. But sadly, I couldn't do it today because I was late coming up to start the okay. interview. But normally, I tie my own bow tie. Okay, good. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Yeah, as well. good. Well, that is, you know, that, I mean, it's just so lovely to put something on that has such a one, wonderful association with you getting married. It still fits. It's beautifully made. So I can completely understand why you love that so much. And it was, and it was fashioned by one of Britain's top theatre designers. You know, that was the lovely yeah. thing. About it. And of course, I wore it. I wore it at probably one of the happiest times of my life. You know, the Sam Mendes yeah. Company was a stupendously yeah. successful production. Uh, we just had nine months of dream time, and uh, oh, so yeah, it's got a lot of happy memories. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so I can't imagine that you had any wardrobe malfunction in that but have you had a wardrobe malfunction well i was trying to think about this and one afternoon during the run of company this is entirely coincidental this is not a company themed interview from my part but it just okay. so happens so you get into the run of company and we must have done about perhaps 110 shows at the don and we went to the west end and we did about another 140. So you get into this thing where you're coming in and you're knocking them off and you're doing your best, but it's all becoming a, you know, it's all muscle memory. Uh, so you come off stage and you know how long you've got, and you're not thinking about it, and you have to get into your next outfit, and then you go back on stage for your next scene, and it's a Thursday afternoon, and it's all fine, and we were Christmas shopping, and it was all very exciting, and the BBC were going to film it in a few weeks, so it was all la 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 la. <clears throat> so I have it's actually the scene in which I wear this tux. I start the scene by coming on in only this shirt and my boxer shorts. Okay. Okay, and it's I the start, of our, marriage, start mm -hmm. of our marriage day and I come on and I say, Amy, we're finally getting married. And then I run off, okay? And then I change into the whole tux. That's what I do. So we come off after the previous scene. I, da, 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 I take this off, I, my boxer shorts, my white, shirt that's all that's lovely just so i've got my boxer shorts my white shirt and a pair of socks that's all i've got on and i we go through the past door into the wings for the for the scene and sophie thompson who's just ahead of me just turns around and her, <laughs> her face drops and she says simo which is what a lot of people call me she said simo that scene is not this one it's the one after this one and i suddenly realized that with a big number with the whole company, which I'd somehow forgotten in my head that we still had to do. I now, all I had was a white shirt and boxers. Well, I don't know how I did it. I had about 40 seconds. I ran back into the dressing room. I got into my trousers. I could hear my cue coming. I made it on stage, but I tell you, Susanna, I looked like Wilfred Bramble in Step on the Sun. <laughs> That is amazing. Oh my, my shirt was buttoned up the wrong way. My trousers were halfway down my legs. <laughs> I had my shoes on. This was supposed to be a sophisticated. Oh, so it was, it was a terrible moment and made worse by the fact that, as you'll know yourself from your experience in showbiz, the rest of the cast could barely keep a straight face because yeah. I looked such a shock. And they dined off it for the rest of the, the run, I'm sure. Constantly. Oh. If something like that happened when you're in front of a live audience, and so you're, I imagine you're standing in the wings, ready to go on. You probably got to the stage where, like you say, muscle memory and your, your tongue has muscle memory and you go out. But something like that must throw you so much. How did you pick it up? 
Um, I don't think I did, to be honest. Okay. I think I played shambles of it. And, you know, I mean, wardrobe malfunctions in theatre are obviously infamous because they happen all the time because it is, it is uh, you know, I remember once doing an eight-born play, simple thing, sat down in my pair of slacks and my little tootle shirt doing an eight-born play round a kitchen table, a garden table, one of those little patio sets, my belt, some the back of my belt got caught on the wrought iron of this chair. But when I had to get up, I was dragging this garden chair around by my arm. <laughs> that this, is perfection. Okay, that is perfection. Oh. All the time. They yeah. happen all the time out of the blue. I so you get, you get very adept at being able to busk it. Yeah. So you must have seen, Michael, quite a lot of other clothing catastrophes and malfunctions. Yeah, I mean, actually, one just comes to mind for myself, which I, I hadn't mentioned uh, many years ago. I played Cowardly Lion in The Wizard of Oz at the Connaught Theatre Worthing. And um, I don't know who made the Cowardly Lion costume, but I think somewhere in Worthing there was a Ford Escort without any seat covers because it was the most awful thing made out of fun fur. It, 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 I, I was doing two shows a day in this thing. I was sweating so much that I think by the end of the run, I was the only case of trench foot in the southeast since the end of the first world. <laughs> and at the end of the run, we had to take this thing out with tongs. It stank. <laughs> um, so, you know, so some, some outfits uh, are, are just not made for, for the purpose. And, of course, there's always, a, I remember uh, seeing once a very elegant 16th century, I think it was a Jacobean tragedy at the Lyric Hammersmith, uh, my friend Geraldine Fitzgerald is an actress of some note. She came on in full uh, full Jacobean regalia, but she had a, her pink, um, bright pink fluffy coat hanger still attached to the back of her outfit. And uh, she couldn't realise why she just kept getting waves of laughter every church <laughs> she turned upstairs. And I have to say, when she did realise it, she took the thing and flung, flung it into the audience <laughs> in a temper where it nearly put somebody's eye out. So, so have you discovered um, like a sort of wardrobe discovery, anything in your wardrobe that's been hiding away that you rediscovered and now wear a lot? Um, some uh, people who know me will know that one of my great loves in life is cricket. Okay, me too, by the way. I used to write about cricket in Telegraph. Did you? Yeah, I toured with the Pakistani cricket team around Australia. Which tour? When was Imran was um, Khan was um, captain, and it was Mushtaq and Simakram, oh. all that lot. Salim what Malik. Like? What was it, it like? It was amazing. It was. I was like the kind of surrogate mother because they were all so young at that time. You know, Mushtaq was only eighteen, but it was amazing. But anyway, yeah. So cricket is your first love. Yeah, cricket is my first love. Mushtaq's one of my great heroes. Um, uh, anyway, uh, so I've, I've always played cricket at a very, very low level, uh, but I've really enjoyed it. I've made a bit of money from writing about it, like you. And um, uh, my mum, Peggy, who's now long since dead, about 2004 she died. But, you know, Peggy was just a little Cheltenham woman who, you know, she's just a shopkeeper's wife, lovely, sort of the earth woman, lovely, do anything for you. Um, she was a terrible knitter, but she once knitted me a cricket sweater. And it was very precious um, because it's the only garment I've got that my mum ever knitted. You know, she yeah. couldn't have done a proper sweater, but she made this terrible old cricket sweater, which I, I loved. Um, and then she died. And um, not long after that, as you do, you're fielding in some distant 
ground in the middle of nowhere and it's a hot day and you leave your sweater on the by the boundary rope when you're fielding because it's getting too hot and you think I'll pick it up at the end of the match and of course I didn't and we went off and I lost it somebody oh, took no. it yeah so um so I you know it wasn't the end of the earth but it was a dear garment to me and I cursed my fate for having been so tardy as to leave it on the boundary rope three years ago I'm playing a match with um my team and Tom Morris is playing who is um artistic director of uh the Bristol Old Vic he's the brother uh Chris Morris and uh he also was one of the innovators of Warhorse it was his project okay and Tom's a great mate of mine but I don't see him much now because he's down at Bristol running the Old Vic uh, and he put on, he got, we were getting changed, and he put on this cricket sweater in the changing room. I said, that's my mum's cricket sweater. He said, what are you talking about? I said, that's my mum's cricket sweater you're putting on. He said, oh, I found it by the side of uh, a ground about five years ago. He said, I, I, I wondered who it was, so I, I made a few inquiries, so I put it on. So I've got it here. You've got it! I got it back. Tom Morris had been wearing it for five years, but we'd never played in the same team. So this is my mum. <laughs> oh my goodness, that looks like a much loved piece she of even, kit. She even managed a bit of cable knit. I mean, how the hell? I mean, that's amazing. Not bad, is it? I don't think she's a terrible knitter. Who? I mean, that's extraordinary. What yeah. a lovely, lovely thing to have. So it's lovely. So I'm reunited with the one thing my mum ever made for me, and um, I'll probably be buried in it when my time in showbiz is done. Quite right. Michael, you have made this day a gloriously happy day. Thank you so much. I've loved talking to you, and um, I hope we get to meet sometime. I hope so too, and I hope that when we do, we'll both be wearing our trimples. Exactly. All right, you take care, and thank you so, so much. Been a pleasure, Susanna. Thank you. All right, lots of love. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 